Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm here with your main host, Lance Liggity Psycho. I'm Al Giggity Gore. Those are college nicknames from back in the day. Now you are inside the know. Wow. Uh, I haven't used those in a while, but all the college friends will know those. Lance, Jiggity Joel, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, There's another one uh, he can't uh, say. I can't say it. Yep. What are you... Not going to catch you off guard. feel like you're already off guard. Al, with project conditions changing in limited time to get things done, it's good to have the information at your fingertips. Those little fingertips right there, those digits... You know where you go? Uh, no. Where? Arcat.com. It provides architects. That's you. Yep. Engineers. That's, that's not me. Not me. Spec writers. Also not me. Contractors. That's Hey-o! you. With the most comprehensive libraries of building product content and designed so you can quickly access it efficiently. Even better, Arcat.com is free to use. That's my favorite part. And it requires no registration. That's my second favorite part. So visit it today and access the information you need now. That's A-R-C-A-T.com. Check them out. They sponsor this podcast. We love them so very much. Yeah. So I'll interject now. If you're an architect, you probably want to do a great job. And that means making something cool for your client, for you, for your company. Uh, one thing that you can do to gain more control is to become a builder and to turn your clients into construction contracts and run your construction job well and you want to make a profit. The problem is that it's daunting. There's a lot of steps to it. There's a lot of things you don't know. There's risk, right? You don't even know what you don't know. But we think it's wrong that You know so much of the building industry. You know so much of the building that you're designing. You know so much of your client's temperament, who they are, and what they want to just pass that off to someone else and to pass off those profits. Yep. So if you don't want to do that, go to Architects Guide 2. It's Architects Guide and then I think it's just to.com and you'll get our Architects 2 Builders course so that we walk you through hand in hand the process of converting those clients, the process of starting a construction company, and then the process of executing a construction job well. Architectsguide2.com. Go check it out. Check that out. The other thing you should check out is Pella Luxury. You have never experienced a brand like this before. I'm telling you. Pella. Oh, Pella was just at my house uh, this earlier this week on Wednesday. They fixed a broken window that my plumber broke, and it was just not an issue. Piece of cake done Awesome, awesome company. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella, however, though, are the conversation starters. The, they are the pioneers of the industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. Even you contractors, take a look at Pella. They have decades of experience creating things 
no one else in the world is creating, and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. You can go check it out at uh, appellaluxury.com forward slash the firm. They don't push beyond limits. They set them. So explore appellaluxury.com forward slash the firm. Check them out. They're a sponsor of this podcast. Their windows are in my house. I love Pella. They're going in multiple projects that we're working on right now. Check it out, PellaLuxury.com forward slash The Firm. I'll even one-up you. One-up. I will continue to go <coughs> break Lance's windows. Wow. Just <laughs> so we can experience the excellent customer service yep. with Pella. We have a Baseballs, 10-year warranty. Oh. Soccer balls. I want to see. Can I break a window We're living a in a glass ball? house. My children are doing a terrible job at breaking our windows. Yeah. Maybe I should give Kyler some tips. That'd be great. Well, they skateboard like on the street on our private road, which is for no, no, no. Far. They need to skateboard in the dining room, right next to it. Like, yeah. Well, and just do those kick flips where you fall like an old man, and the board goes like a rocket. About ship. six. My kids are so socially conservative that six weeks ago we left them home alone with money and and driver's licenses and a car. No parties. Nothing. So how do you know though? Because my parents thought for the longest time that I was a good well, child. Well, number one, we don't have booze in the house. So it'd be hard. We do, we just don't. Like, we'll have a, like a beer or two, you know, or like a, yeah. like that's about it. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe a bottle of wine, but like it only lasts like a night, two nights, three, you know, something like that. Like, so we don't have a liquor cabinet. And there's no way kids can get liquor these well, days. Like can, you could in the past, but now it's like, now nah, they got that well, locked down. What's weird about the masks is like, feel like you could probably just kind of fake it pretty easily these days with these masks. Yeah. I mean, it's not, if I was a, if I was a kid t- today and I had to wear a mask, uh, you know, you get some boost. I'm not saying that's what I would maybe be doing. Okay. So let's establish <laughs> You have no idea if they had a party or not. They had no parties at the house. How, how do you know? Again, my parents thought I was a golden goose. I, I know my kids. They thought they knew me. Uh, <laughs> you keep, know what? As a parent, you keep living in that delusion. That's fine. It's how you get by. I just think they, I think your parents, I hope, I hope, I, this hope is, I literally hope your dad, Keith, I hope you're watching. I hope you and Sherry are watching this and uh, you, we get a comment from you or something because like. I just think Al's the favorite. I don't know if they thought. I don't know if they thought that you were the good kid. I just think they have a very big soft spot for Mr. Al Gore because he's the favorite. He's okay. not even the baby, and that's what's hilarious. Do you do you I want kind of, but not really? No. I, I can I can prove. I can prove. I can put suspicion in your head only if you want. And are do. you also doubting Old Man Rivers? skills about just knowing but maybe he again the soft spot is like well we know he's you know nah they they admitted that sometimes they would try to freak me out randomly to catch me okay yeah i buy that yeah anyways okay the next time we leave the kids home alone have me drive by yes oh yeah yeah not gonna yeah i'm just picking something up from the garage guys hey your dad told me to stuff hilarious yeah Hopefully they bribe me. <laughs> Al. With booze. 20 bucks. <laughs> I might take it. Who knows? <laughs> Lance, I saw nothing. I didn't see nothing. Depending on what they're Good doing. kids. Good kids. Well, you were right. <laughs> you were wow, right. these kids are good. God, I want to do that. We should almost do a bet. Remind me when you're out and you're doing this. And All if right. I'm around. All right. Wife, bye. Okay. Lance, help. I am terrible at decisions. 
Do you know anyone that's terrible at the decisions? Because I want to run over how I think about making decisions, and it's not the way everyone. Has I do to. know. I do know people that are terrible at decisions, but but to be to be fair to them, one I'm not going to name names. Two, I am a guy who can make. My wife told me when she when we, this is before we were married, so you know I don't know almost a decade ago or whatever. Like, I liked you were my favorite client to work with, Lance, when I sold you your first house because you were you were such a good decision maker. You would just Boom. It was just instant decisions. Yeah. So yeah. I'm biased in that I feel like I'm a superior decision maker. Yeah. This is with my first real estate person, it was like, I don't know how to convey to you, but this is going to be extremely simple for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find the house, make a decision, and then buy the house immediately <laughs> and then move in as quick as possible. Okay. But for people that have a harder time making decisions, I'll tell you a couple stories and then hopefully adapt it to yourself and maybe Lance has some insight too, right? So if you have problem making decisions, I think you're looking... Decision making problems. Yep. I think you're looking for the answer and that's never what I'm looking for, especially in harder decisions. I'm going to go over easier decisions, um, but then on harder decisions, I'm never thinking what is the answer. I'm thinking what is the right process to answer this question? Right. Yeah. So like at work, like I'll get a question and if I don't know the answer, okay, what is the process? Right. And here's some examples. Um, a friend of mine was re redoing the systems of their business. Right. And they were like, it's a lot of work. Um, I don't know if I want to do all that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I to help them out. I just asked a couple of questions like, okay, have you reworked this, this whole entire system before they said, yes. I go, okay, did you make a change when you reworked it? Like, did you make a change or did you just kind of like redo it? You know, like, um, and they're like, oh, I made a change based on some stuff that I knew. Okay. Was it hard or easy? They go, it was hard. Okay. Uh, afterwards, did that rework, were you happy with it? Did it make a difference? They said, yes. I go, okay, now you're doing a similar thing, changing up your system. Do you have an idea of what you want to improve it and they go yes okay mm-hmm. so you're changing it you're going to improve it and last time you're happy even though it was hard work you should do it mm-hmm. I'm like okay yeah you know yeah uh, yep. uh, i'll do it and then i go once you run through whatever processes is it doesn't matter what else comes in the decision has already made been made right so let's go to like a more like life personal and then we'll go even to like the trivial right so people know i'm in jujitsu and I was like, okay. Who knows this? I think you, some other people. His name is Champ. <laughs> and I had the decision, should I do a tournament or not? Yeah. Right? Tournament Tournaments are difficult. And the prep work to a tournament is difficult. Right? And after I was done, Coach was actually talking in, in front of people. And he goes, the, he goes, I've been to many, many tournaments where, you know, people sign up. And then they just won't show up. Because your first opponent is yourself, right? That's that's the first opponent. Even like the morning of driving down there and and being down there, I was like, why why am I doing this? I am 36 years old. (laughs) I'm a dad. I have two kids. I got a wife. I got a firm. Like, why am I... For people who don't know, I'll use the line. Why am I wrestling around with people? Dude, and the best part about it was I had a dream that his his tournament so went so well. I, d- I purposely did not text him over the weekend because I was like, I want a surprise. 
I want the I want, I need it to be I need to see Al animated on Monday. I had a dream that he it was so good he went pro. It was so good, which did not happen. <laughs> I did all right. I did fine. I I, I did well. Dustin. But I, yeah. Um, but afterwards, after the tournament, I was like, why would I not have done that, right? And when I was actually talking to the the other person about the work decision, I go, okay, here's how the decision went for me in jujitsu, and I, and I'll tell you and I'll tell you why. So, um, I was like. Okay, should I do a tournament? Why do I want to do a tournament? Well, I might tell someone to do a tournament. I might tell some of my peers. I might even tell my kids to do a tournament. I know that I'm the person. I will never tell someone to do something that I've never done before. So if I, and then I know, like, I will probably tell my kids to do this. So <laughs> did I do it? Now I can say yes. So after that point, when I said, Never do, you know, never tell someone to do something you won't do. I was like, okay, now I have to. And I'm at the white belt level and that's, you know, the perfect stage to go into it. So then when every decision, then, oh, should I wake up early and study? Should I go to jujitsu class? Should I cut weight? Like all of these are already made. Like I already went through the process of of why I should do it. Uh Now I don't give myself an out. There is, and I think that's the problem with a lot of people Mm. with decisions is because they make the decision not on a process. They just make it. And then they're remaking that multiple times. Like, I really, oh, I really like that. I really like that. Uh, where it's just like, well, I guess we're doing that. I, I guess, I guess, I guess we're on this path. I guess there's no turning back. Yep. I guess that this is the decision. This is how we're tackling this. Right. And then instead of it becoming <clears throat> multiple decisions of, you know, should I cut weight? Should I do all this other stuff? It's like, no, no, you make you make up the process, and once that process is made, then it's just you. You you basically have to do it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I, I tried this. This analogy might fail, but actually, this this one is 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 for my wife. Like I'm terrible at making food decisions. Where should we eat? What should we eat? You are? No, not me. Oh, of Her. course. I was gonna say, sir. Yeah, and I I think people won't buy this, but like this is literally how how I do. You I think, think about there's it. some FOMO? Involved with poor decision making, fear of missing out. So, yes. the, yeah, is that what that part of the problem where you're like, well, if I choose pizza, then what if I regret that I'm not having Chinese food? Yeah, but then also like when you're looking at it through, I think the lens of most people, it's like, oh, what do I want to eat? You know, like that's the question. That's the question. I think that's the wrong question, right? Yeah. Because when I look at a a food decision, and this will happen quickly, is like, okay, what have I had today? What am I doing later, right? Um, and, and that means like, okay, am I at work? Do I want to feel uh, like full and stuffed, right? And I look in the past and the future. Like if I had like a, a hard week and I want to just like reward myself, like oh, we can get lasagna. We can do all that. If I know in the future that my wife is planning something special for, for dinner that day, like, ah, maybe I'll have chi- chicken and salad. You know what I mean? So like you look at the menu and you know what you did before and you know what you're doing in the future. And then you go, am I having something heavy, something light, right? Because then it's all of a sudden like, am I having burgers or am I having fish and salads? And all of a sudden you take away like two thirds of the menu. Now you reduce it to a third of the menus, like your salad options or your heavy options or your you know fish options. And you know maybe it's meat, it's chicken and fish, or you're going like you know heavy or you're going light and salad. So like, okay, Limit it down to that, and now you only have a couple to choose from. Then maybe you can go on your taste buds and, and what you want. 
But I don't think, I think people are only thinking in the now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so here's how I would relate this to. And it's a ping pong of Yeah. Here's how I would relate this to your architecture clients is. That's why I think it's so important to be very distinct with your contracts, distinct and clear, and show them here. Here are the different. You know, everybody has different phases, right? Some people. I I saw one gentleman in the Ontario Architect community this past week, basically lay out that he does a three-step process. There's uh, so in other words, there's I, he shows you the floor plans, you get to comment on them. And then he and then he makes those changes, moves right into elevations. You get to comment on them once. Then he makes those changes, and you moves moves you right into engineering. Engineering just make one set of comments. Boom, they're done. Like that's it's it's that restricted. So our, ours is a little bit bigger than that, with four phases: schematic design, design development, construction docs, permit documentation. And with schematic design, there's two rounds: uh, design development, three rounds, and then. Uh, construction docs, three three rounds with potentially with electrical in there, but then three with the uh, engineer. And then we tie it graphically. That has really helped owners and then us just have a very clear and concise working method. So it doesn't, no one is taking advantage of anyone in terms of time. Right. And then to, and to, kind of, to relate it back is when you're, when you are, Facing the decision, what is your method for determining the answer? That's what you need to ask yourself. What is my method for determining the answer? Not what do I want? What do I like? What kind of question is that? What do I want? You know, like just think if, if developers didn't have a method, like what do I want? I don't know. Let's put a skyscraper here. Oh, can't do that. You know? Yep. Um, okay. That's what I got. That is what you got. I've got, and I'm going to put this up on the YouTube uh, for anybody who's watching on YouTube, the employee handbook, uh, not the whole handbook. That's some of it's proprietary. Usually we share almost everything, but this is a little bit different, I think. Uh, so the, our manual is complete. I'm super excited about it. We're gonna, I'm gonna do a short presentation for the firm today, hopefully at about 12:30. Uh, and so I just wanted to walk through basically what the 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 basics of what you should have in it. So uh, on page two of ours, basically, is a tables of con- table of context. So I'm going to walk everybody through that. Uh, number one, I think, obviously, you need, you need an introduction. So what is this manual about? Um, <clears throat> when, there's a date to it and kind of, and kind of how all that works. Uh, then there's, Alex put this in, mission, actions, and expectations. So what is the company mission? Uh, the actions was something about... What we do, and for us, it was we respond in 24 hours. We're solution oriented, and we continuously uh, improve our process. And then, and expectations. So, what we expect, what we expect out of our employees, and then he tied it back in with, we expect you to also continuously improve. And part of that is we will provide you with Paul Aker's book, uh, the Two Second Lean Method. Uh, then, moving ahead, it's uh, current supervisors and employees. So. Listing out who at the at the time of this writing and every year, I think you should update your manual because maybe there's some feedback that you get over the, over the course of the year. Plus, you probably have new employees or old old employees are gone, etc. Uh, so, current supervisors and employees. And then we move into position titles and descriptions, and this is a big one for us was to finally solidify and say what exactly are your responsibilities 
if you are an entry level or going all the way up to a senior partner like Alex and I, right? So that so that uh, it's it's kind of relating back to Alex talking about this decision uh, dilemma, right? So now all of a sudden uh, we can our, our employees can look at this and they can see a roadmap about where they want to move and and what it takes to get there if they want to keep moving up within the company uh, as far as their position titles go. Mm-hmm. Then we let out a corporate structure and this was really interesting. So I, I probably, I could probably show this one uh, on the YouTube. I'm comfortable with that one. And basically what it lays out is what our current staffing structure is, what our intermediate staffing structure will be, and then what our future staffing, staff, staffing structure will be as it relates to growth when people are moving up what it means for you responsibly wise, responsibility wise if you're a senior project manager how many people are underneath you senior partner all of that kind of stuff i think it's a good exercise for you to for for anybody to do to project into the future about how they want their firm uh to grow so now there's a graphic component for that uh 401k plan you should have that written down if you have one the healthcare plan how it works when you're eligible when you're not uh, a general code of conduct, like what you expect from employees. Uh, deductions legally enforced. What that means is, let's say there's some alimony or child support or some kind of state enforced, like they're garnishing your wages. It talks about how that's handled. Uh, a discipline policy. This one's pretty important. At our firm, we have a three strike rule. So meaning like, well, obviously three strikes, you're out. Um, but you need to have a written re- method of Somebody really screwed up. Like maybe they almost got you into a litigation or something like that. That that is obviously a, a strike, a major red flag. Or what if they like got into like a, a verbal argument with a client or something? Something something crazy. Uh, there should be a write up for for that infraction, and then it's written, it's taken care of, it's put it's put 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 in there like a personnel file. But everybody understands like how severe that is and what happens when there's three strikes. Um, then there's some boilerplate stuff: equal opportunity, employer statement with ties to like federal guidelines and stuff, a family uh, and medical leave act. Again, this is tying to like federal guidelines, state guidelines, and then your own F for us, it's F nine family and medical leave and the way we're tackling maternity leave, paternity leave, stuff like that. Um, We list out holidays next lunches. Um, We do a paid lunch on Friday as everybody knows. Uh, And then medical and other examinations um, basically, our policy, uh, it has to do with like drug testing, if we do or we don't do it or whatever. Uh, notice requirements to terminate employment relationship. This was a pretty good one, right? Everybody should um, know at your place of business the notice requirements that you want to establish for uh, if somebody's going to leave, right? Obviously, courtesy and industry standard is like two weeks, but maybe you have something a little bit different. How your pay periods and overtime work, uh, personal cell phones, what that means for the office. Uh, personal protective equipment, sexual harassment policies, uh, supervisor, foreman, project managers, estimators, and upper management, additional policies. For this one, what was interesting is we ended up putting in like, there's we have laptops for folks to, if they need to work remotely, uh, obviously, let's say they're working remotely for those two weeks and then they put in their two weeks, well, you, you need to give that back. Uh, so we have something in writing about it. Uh, any incident responsibility. So like if there's an incident on site, if somebody gets hurt, um, who knows? A- any kind of strange things. They're parked on the side of the road. They're doing an as-built. And then all of a sudden a car hits them. Well, we need to write that up and kind of take documentation of that. Uh, 
the theft policy if people are stealing. For us, this was it was more about the software side of things and really establishing that like anything on the server is not up for grabs. If somebody leaves and they want some stuff for portfolio work, I think we need to have that discussion. But a very clear, like, you know, the digital content, especially like a template, that's kind of worth a lot of money to a firm, right? Uh, vacation and sick days policy, notice requirements for vacation time, drug and alcohol policy, um, when and then annual review. So when that occurs, what occurs during it, a moonlighting policy. Uh, and then finally, satellite officers, offices procedures. So for us, some of our staff are wondering, we are bursting at the CIRMS up in Longmont. What happens if we try to do a Denver office, a office on the Western Slopes, an office maybe in Florida? How does that work? Where do you need to be in the mix in terms of qualifications for that? What levels do you need to be at? And then last and certainly not least is a bullet point and a page for acknowledgement. So basically holding their feet to the fire of like, okay, you've read all this. You're aware of it. Sign it. Date it. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody should do this at some point in their career. I want to reassure everybody, though, that we did not have this up until today. And we've been around since 2010, almost 11 years. Uh, most businesses fail within the first seven years, right? So I think it's okay if you're delayed a little bit in that sense and you can't, um, you can't get to it. So it's okay to do it afterwards. Um, it's also okay to do it right away. I think if I, my biggest recommendation again would be to go to uh, Exit Rich. Um, I don't think it's Exit, is it ExitRich.com? Let me just look up here. ExitRichBook.com. Pick up Michelle Seiler's, uh, Seiler Tucker's book. She is awesome. Her, uh, she's the co-author along with Sharon Lechter. And their book and their methods and you you so you'll have like these templates to work for you the idea is is that you're setting up your firm for success in the sense of either an internal sell like we're trying to do or you do an external sell and you literally sell the business but if you have all of these pieces in place the policies the procedures everything's clear not only is it going to hopefully keep you out of anything litigious wise internally some kind of hr nightmare but then you look so good and ready to be able to sell your business if you're if you're at that point. This is a major component of what you'll need in order to do that. So that is what I have on that note now. Cool. Say something, I'm tired of talking. Okay, good. Um, ask me this question and I'm gonna give an answer. The next question. <laughs> okay. You can see it. Oh, oh, on the notes. Sorry, on the notes. I thought you were actually in TF right now. Al, what is the real rate of inflation? So I hope you know, because I'm gonna give an answer of 8%. Well, sir, I have a little article to read you. Uh, the headline is, Inflation rises at highest rate since 2008. Core inflation, highest since 1982. Highest inflation, our high inflation and weaker job growth as has analysts now fearing stagflation. By Kevin Ryan of Unbiased America. The Consumer Price Index, or CPI, rose 0.8% in April, bringing the level... 4.2% higher than a year ago, the largest increase since 2008. The increase was much higher than analysts and the Fed had inspected had expected. Quote, I was surprised, end quote. Federal Reserve Vice Chairman Richard Clardia said in an interview shortly following the release, core inflation, which excludes energy and food, how convenient, mm -hmm. how convenient is that? <laughs> the, the stuff that literally, how, how, I mean, seriously, 
what the hell? Because like that's 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 the core of what people are doing every day. If you're especially if you're if you're if you're just a you know in the work in in your whatever you would define as working class American food. Oh, yeah, I gotta eat and gas, and I gotta and my car's gotta eat. Yeah, and then also and I don't they my exclude like they're not even mentioning that they they exclude tuition and housing. Right, they're not even mentioning that in this article. So it's like then so they're excluding the two things you spend your most money on daily, and then they're excluding the biggest things that you spend. <laughs> The majority of your money on like this is this is 1984 crazy world yes double speak yeah uh yeah yeah literally like the things that matter we're not gonna news speak that's what it's called yeah. uh okay and uh, so yeah uh core inflation again which include energy and food hilarious plus the other stuff that alex just talked about was even more surprising growing at 0.9 percent in one month that's actually a lot in one month highest increase since april uh 1982 the number follows an April jobs report last week that was so bad, people called it the worst miss ever. Just 266,000 jobs were added in the month, far worse than the 1 million that had been expected. Holy cats. That is the worst miss ever. Uh, the, the only other worst miss ever, didn't Fauci throw the ball out? Oh, it God. was just horrible. Yep. Yep. It, yeah. I should add that in. I mean, that was like a Tebow throw. Do you remember that Tebow throw from Denver? I don't remember Tebow's throw. He, he literally dropped back. It was in practice to throw a bomb, and it, it wobbled. It was like a 10-yard wobble duck. Um, well, I hope he does well as a tight end. Yeah. Um, the weak job growth and high inflation has some analysts starting to worry about stagflation, something not seen since the days of Jimmy Carter. From from Reuters, Routers, uh, quote, the collision of higher inflation and weaker job growth has echoes of the damaging stagflation of the 1970s, gas lines, and would be the worst of both worlds for a central bank charged with maintaining both high levels of employment and stable prices, end quote. The problem for the Fed will be how to rein in inflation without worsening the jobs picture because they have to raise interest rates. Normally, the Fed increases rates to cool down. There you go. Inflation when the economy overheats, but doing so can also slow the economy and hurt job growth. Alice showing me Tebow's throw right now. Backs up out of the pocket. I can't believe you throws it, it out. Wow, <laughs> that was a wobbler. That was a bad one. Uh, the problem for the Fed would be how to uh, rein in. Oh, I already talked about that. Nevertheless, the higher than expected inflation has the Fed now openly discussing rate hikes. So get those mortgages completed. If today's data isn't transitory... Is that, is that what they say in there? Yeah. End quote. Vice Chair Claudia says, the Fed will use our tools to bring inflation under control. Ah, yeah. The people who got us into trouble to begin with. Got it. This That could further slow the recovery, which Claridia points out we will <coughs> will need to grow at 500,000 jobs per month until fall 22 just to return to Trump level highs. It may take longer to reopen the economy than it did to shut it down. Okay. It's all right. The adults are in charge, Al. We'll be okay. Huh. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, Speaking of an adult. Um, is he let's, here? Yeah, but is he here? I don't see him. I don't. We don't have Nick White Powder. Renard. <laughs> <laughs> I've been texting him. Uh, well, let me see here. People are going to have to miss tech. out. We got, we got other things to do. We got meetings stacked on meetings. So I think we need to go to our next segment, which is ARE Jeopardy. Let's bring down the crew. 
Question number one. A horizontal grouted element within masonry in which reinforcement is embedded is called N. Is it A, masonry beam? Is it B, embedded beam? Is it C, braced beam? Is it D, bond beam? Which is the answer? That is what we're seeking. All right, lift them up. Uh, what is that? B, D, A, B. It is D. It's bond beam. It's bond beam. Okay, question two. The top plate of the double top plate used in SIP construction is called A. Is it A, a top plate? B, a head plate? C, a connecting plate? Or D, a cap plate? What is the answer? <coughs> what movie should I watch this weekend? Hmm? Hmm? What movie should I watch this weekend? Uh, not the one Derek recommended. Yeah. Not a tree, tree of life. life. Not a tree of Don't life. do that. Don't do it. Head plate. Oh, and I know which one you should watch. Let me look it up here. Okay. C, D, B, D. The answer is D, cap plate. All right. A couple people have two. Lance. The movie you should watch is The Color of Money, 1986, drama sport, two hours, hmm. Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom. There you go. And Paul Newman. You cannot go wrong with that. It is impossible to go wrong with that. Uh, number three, on average, how many construction worker fatalities occur every workday in the U.S.? Is it one, or A, one, B, three, C, ten, D, seven, every day? How many construction workers are dying in the United States? A little morbid. Here we go. All right, what do we got? We have D. What do you got, Hannah? D, C, D. And Mark, has, Mark, is already, Mark is already a winner. Uh, C, ten. Ten a day. Yep, be safe. Uh, number four. What is the most common cause of failures involving cast-in-place concrete? Is it A, design deficiencies? Is it B, equipment failure? Is it C, premature removal of shoring of formwork? Or D, improper stockpiling of construction materials? How what could it be? How what could it be? What do we got? We got C, C, C. A correct answer is C. Who, All who? right. Yeah, we got, we got two, two correct. Two, two correct. Two, two. One. All right. All right. Tiebreaker. Mark attacked. So Mark's going to ask a Come question. On the down. quickest one to write down the answer wins. Once someone tries the other two, get a try before that person can repeat. Here we go, Mark. Are you going to watch the judge? I'm going to watch the judge. Okay. What is the maximum projection? into the required egress width that a door is allowed to project when fully opened. Jason Bam. With Seven inches is the answer. <laughs> wow. All right. Where are we going to eat? Bad Daddies. Bad Daddies. Oh, That's a great, call. Good great call. call. So uh, speaking of great calls, uh, go to Architect's Guide 2 if you want to learn how to become a builder from Architect to Builder. Go check that out. That's as great of a call as going to Bad Daddy's for lunch. Lance? Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you didn't already know this, Inside the Firm now has a YouTube channel, so you're probably watching it here. 
where you can actually watch the episode if that's who you prefer. Subscribe now for a chance to win a piece of Inside the Firm merch. However, if you prefer podcast style, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review. If you enjoyed the episode, that's how more people find the podcast and how we can spread more value. Either way, follow us on social media. We're at Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at ITF Podcast. Thanks for joining us at Inside the Firm for another great episode. Thank you.